Welcome to the Triple M's Dead Set Legends podcast for Sportsbet. With Sportsbet's AFL Same Game Multi Tracker, you can keep track of your Same Game Multi all in the one place. Download the Sportsbet app today. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. Let's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. A legendary... Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lachnan, Lima. What a legend. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, good morning and good morning, Collingwood fans. You are through to the grand final. What a time to be a Magpies fan. And we don't have Joey Montagna this morning. No. We've gone one better, haven't we? Oh, we brought oh, in... Wow. Oh, oh, did I? <laughs> did I put him in there? Don't, don't think that won't be played back to him next time. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love you, Joey. And he's uh, he's off to Brisbane for yes. the big uh, prelim between the Lions and Blues. So we brought in mm. Melbourne's favourite son, Nathan yes. Jones. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Big shoes to fill. Mm-hmm. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, thanks for coming along and replacing Joey. He'll be wrapped with that. I think he had his big um, St Kilda preliminary final catch up last oh, he did too. The, uh, the annual sort of get together mm-hmm. with the Saints. So uh, I'm not sure he'd be up just yet. Uh, but good morning to you, Joe, when you're doing up. What about <laughs> last night, team? It was off its head. This oh, whole September it? has been off its head. Oh, I was there in the stands. Jonesy, you were there. The joint was shaking, wasn't it? Oh, it was incredible. I just went and immersed myself amongst the Collingwood yep. faithful, which is not something I've ever done done before um, and it was an experience in itself but 97,000 at the G and the game absolutely lived up to expectations it was um yeah it was incredible few beers and uh, just to enjoy finals footy prelim footy at its absolute finest how many GWS fans there last night give us oh. give us a rough estimate you were there too, Jay. Oh, only a few thousand, I reckon. Three or four thousand, yeah. maybe. Yeah. It was sort of like oh. the bay behind the goals and then yep. the bay at the other end. Yeah. And then other than that, just scattered amongst the Collingwood faithful. Hey, when you're watching prelim finals, is that when you miss footy the most? Yes. Or, yeah. I woke up this morning. It was almost like, oh, I miss it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish like I would do anything to go back. Yeah. What is it about it that you miss most? Oh, like... You sort of have to be there. Like everyone sort of embraces it watching on TV. But when you're at the ground feeling the energy, mm. the emotion, you can see the sort of effort and then the elation on the players. Like that, there's nothing really – like when you've been a player and you've been there, nothing else. Mm. You, 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 you can't really find or sort of rekindle that feeling again other than just being there. Even last night, Patrick Dangerfield was doing some boundary work last night and even he couldn't quite believe – what was going on? This is a bloke who's still playing the game. But even he was shaking his head going, this is incredible. Yeah, I think it's probably just in context, like the perspective you get when you're in that spot. Like I was saying before, I haven't really gone to a game and sat in the stands with a where you're a neutral supporter and you're just absorbed in the game. It's one part of the media that I love at the moment. Like It helped me fall back in love with the game. Mm. It's just being seeing it from a very different perspective. You know, a player, you're so immersed in it, you don't really... I guess embrace to you do embrace the fanfare when a goal score, but you're so focused on getting the job done and executing and getting a result that you probably miss all mm. of what the fans love and the people yeah. that go to the footy embrace. And, um, and that's what I was able to do last night. And I think that's why mm. everyone loves the game. You're so drawn to it. And that's the thing when you have been a player that you miss the most. Mm. Yeah. What, yeah. Sorry, you go. So what a potential week we've got. Oh, I know. 
If it's if Carlton win through tonight and upset Brisbane at the Gabba, <laughs> we're going to get to all oh. this. A Carlton Collingwood grand final. Melbourne will be bananas. Are we going to? St- do we skip town? I don't know. Well, do we I, stay? I, we embrace? I said last week someone will die, and you went, "Oh, Kath, too far." But <laughs> <laughs> the place will go berserk. Can you yeah. imagine yeah. Like, leaving the MCG last week when Carlton had won? It was crazy. Yeah. I mean, it was Collingwood and Carlton fans doing yep. the same thing. Yep. Um, it mm. is going to be an awesome week in Melbourne, no matter who is in the grand final, because it's just such a special. Week in this town. We're going to celebrate Collingwood um, next because they were outstanding last night. Lost by a point in the prelim last year, won by a point in the prelim this year. Collingwood taking on the GWS Giants, 90,000 plus here. First opportunity for McStay gets off his man. He's 25 out, no angle. McStay keeps it low. Have a listen to the Pies fans. Tap down to Chris Booth, fires for the pack and he's got a 30 out. Bobby Hill. MCG from 48. Mason Cox delivers. He loves a prelim. Siren will sound. Collingwood by a point. And the Collingwood Footy Club are into the grand final. Oh, epic scenes at the MCG last night. You can catch up on Triple M Footy's mini match replay of last night's epic prelim final between Collingwood and GWS on the Listener app. All the highlights of the AFL finals in one place. Just search Triple M Footy on the Listener app. And we're taking your call. Calls, Pies fans. One triple three five three. You want to hear where you were, what you thought, how pumped you are for grand final week. But while we wait on your calls, Nathan Jones, want to get your thoughts on the game. I mean, it was everything you could have wanted in a prelim final. Yeah, it was. Um, the Pies started really well, Giants. <clears throat> Obviously, just sort of hung in there, hung tough, and then they got their game rolling in the second. And um, and then it was sort of just to and fro all game. Um and I think for, for Pies fans, they would have felt a little bit nervous because uh, the Giants certainly gained some real momentum in that second quarter. But, you, you know, listening to uh, McRae and watching the game, being there live last night, it, you know, they sort of – GWS was able to stifle them in that first half after their, their um, great start. But Collingwood got back to adding a little bit of speed on the ball and, you know, getting a bit more chaos and, um, and yeah, were able to kick back and uh, put the pressure on the Giants. And then – the last quarter, yep. it was just um, it was an absolute arm wrestle, and, and so calculated and deliberate. So we we know Collingwood as the comeback kings, right? These magic carpet rides in the fourth quarter, and then last night that script flipped, and they hung on unbelievably for grim life, stoppage after stoppage in the last three or four minutes, and but but completely deliberate. You know they were trying to lock it in and lock it down, Jonesy, and you see the the thinking and the and the training that has gone on in this. They would have been training that exact scenario for the whole time under McRae, surely. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think that's particularly a situation like last night. That's all you really train for. Yeah. Um, and that scenario of, like, trying to close the game down, you know, relatively low scoring, the chances are uh, slim, you know, there's going to – if you're going to send numbers, which was what Collingwood did around the contest, it's going to be difficult for GWS to create a chain and get the ball forward and score – and, um, and yeah, I think it's just holding your nerve in that moment. Mm. And they were able to do that. You know, I love listening to the language that comes out of Collingwood. You listen to the coach. I think it's one of my favorite things to do after a game is mm. listen to what the coach says. And you listen to McRae last night, 
just about them growing and learning and continuing to develop and they put the you know, fronting up and putting themselves back in that situation mm-hmm. again to challenge themselves and, and to learn from it. And, and that's what they've done. You know, you look back 12 months ago, they miss out on a grand final by one point mm-hmm. and they find themselves <laughs> in the exact same position 12 months later. And yet there's an element of stress and anxiousness that goes with mm-hmm. that because oh, we're here again and what way is it going to go? But that's what you train for. And, um, and they certainly delivered, they held their nerve and were able to close the game down. You, you could see, um, situationally, all the players are on the same page and, and they uh, they get the job done and that wins them through to a grand final. Do you think Collingwood are back to their absolute best? Because there was a lot of talk during the week that they're just not quite as good as the first half of the season when they clearly were the ladder leaders. What do you think about where their game's at now, having seen two finals? Oh, I think it's a little bit different. Like watching them last night, they I feel like they're playing with this real edge, which I'm enjoying. Like, you know, I think I felt like they attacked Melbourne in the first final physically and again last night they attacked GWS physically. So I'm enjoying that side of the game. You know, I I wouldn't um you know, I think the the free flowing, high scoring nature that we saw in the first, you know, maybe ten weeks of the year, if you want to put it at that, um your finals is so different. Yeah. Um, you know, we've we've had an entire season to sort of break down the way they play. But what I have liked is their ability to be able to find a way, mm. um, you know, whether that's through their offense, whether that's through their, their contest and clearance work, or whether it's through their ability to just be able to defend the ground. Mm. Um, and you have to admire their ability to hang tough. Like you touched on before, you know, it, what's become synonymous with them is them overrunning teams and with this free flowing open game, but mm. they won a different way last night. And, um, and I think for me that when you when you layer all of that and put it together as an entire package, you know that's why they're on top of the ladder and they're the best team. Impressive. And Jonesy, did you feel like Nick Dacos just slowly got his mojo back <laughs> last night? Was feeling the game out in the first quarter, and then in the last quarter, I was like, oh, he is in for a blinder on Grand. Yeah, final yeah, day. and he's only going to get better. Yeah, like you said, Don, on Grand Final day, I loved. Um, Again, just the way he was utilised in the game, you know, he sort of spent a bit of time on the bench, almost sort of managing his uh, influx mm. into the into the contest, and um, and then yeah, sort of just moving around like a chess piece where they need him. Mm. And uh, you know, I touched on before, yeah, their ability to get speed on the footy and run off half back and overlap. He was the guy they yeah. they utilised, and to think, you know, off, off what five or six weeks out. You know, he just comes in and it's a credit to the mm. professionalism and the quality of player he is to, you know, it wasn't the absolute best um, day version of Dacos yep. we've seen this year, but it was pivotal pretty, role yep. and, you know, way better for the run. So it's, uh, you know, that's exciting for Pies fans Start, for, for the grand final. Sorry, Jones. He started half four, then went to half back, as you say, provided. He started that, on the um, bench. Yeah, started on the yeah. bench, then went forward. Chris was important to that, taking that territory, as you said, uh, Jonesy. But Jordan to go, like, he's an incredible story <laughs> because, what, 13 clearances last night? What was it, 34 possessions? This is a guy whose whole career was on, you know, on the line in the sense, you know, you go back 12, 18 months ago, we know the storyline about Bali, the, the work they've put into him off the field. And in in the biggest game of his life last night comes out and he's just an absolute raging bull around the stoppage. Like it is un- unmissable how important he was last night and will be the spotlight will be on him in the grand final, but he is playing like some exceptional football and repaid the faith Jonesy. Absolutely. It was, um, it was like a line in the sand for him. You could see it. Uh, uh, we were talking about it off air before, like I reckon in the first 30 seconds of the game, mm. You could see, oh, he's on. Mm. Like he's yeah. the energy he was providing, his speed from contest, the way he was attacking the footy and the man. Like it was, um, it was awesome to watch. And and I I think he's um, 
he's synonymous with that journey under McRae. Um, mm. You know, they've backed him in. You know, I touched on the language you hear about the team and the club about growing. Like, mm. he's the p- prime example yeah. of that. And, um, you know, maturity and experience is a wonderful thing. I think, uh, you know, in the um, the fishbowl of fo- AFL footy in Melbourne, Melbourne, you can be you can be critical of guys. You you got to remember he's only what twenty six, twenty seven. He's in his prime right now, and mm. you know he made some mistakes as a as a, a younger player and a younger person. But he's growing into himself as a footballer and as a man. And he took geez, over. He, was, uh, he took over last night, didn't he? He stamped his authority on the game, on the competition in the biggest of moments. And he'll haunt the Giants because he was massive in their round nine meeting earlier in the season mm. as well. He was one of best on and he tormented the, the Giants last night as well. Hey, let's uh, that's the expert opinion from Nathan Jones. Yes. Let's get a few of the fans. Uh, Cameron from Hastings, what did you think? Your pies are into the grand final. <laughs> yeah. Get on you, Cameron. What about Tony? Have you got anything more to say other than hot pies? <laughs> yes, I have. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Do Your you team's think, into the grand final, Tony. Oh, mate, it was sensational. <laughs> Absolutely. I think I'm going to have to be fitted with a pacemaker this morning. Tell you Were that you at the game the- last night? I was at the game last. I believe it or not, I was, I was at the, um, the same game last year where we lost by a point. Mm. Oh. And and this year to win by a point, it was just an amazing to hang on for six minutes. It's got to be the six minutes of my longest six minutes of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we are celebrating Collingwood this morning after winning by a point last night. They are through to the grand final. <laughs> oh, yeah, they sang it with gusto last night, didn't they? The uh, Pies fans going into their seventh grand final since 2000, the Pies. Big for, club. For one, for one flag, I might point out. <laughs> <laughs> Limo, I said we're celebrating Collingwood this morning. Sorry, we're celebrating Collingwood this morning. We are indeed celebrating. It's going to be a massive week in Melbourne, and we're taking your calls on one triple three five three Pies fans. How are you feeling today, Jake in Millgrove? Where are you at? How are you going? Oh, those last six minutes of the match last night was unbelievable. Uh, Collingwood fans, the army out in the MCG, it was absolutely like I've never been to anything more than that. Well, mm. Go Pies! It was awesome, wasn't it? What about Steel Sidebottom's mark on the line and how critical that turned oh. out to be, Jonesy? Oh. I I uh, I was like sort of right behind where he snapped it, and I was, I was bottom <laughs> level underneath the the second level tier, so yeah. I couldn't see the ball, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, it's going here!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I couldn't. The fans all jumped up, and I actually thought he'd spoiled it through, but he'd actually marked it, yeah. and that was critical because had they scored a point, yes. and mm. oh yeah, it was. Um, there's all those little moments, and that, that's what makes Could a difference. You imagine if it was a point and then we went into extra. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, the Saints. And, and the smartness of, in all seriousness, the footy IQ of uh, Pendlebury and Sidebottom in these games. You can't, How you many c- times Sidebottom in this high-pressure yeah. situation, he would just do something, find a target, yeah. and calm everything down? He did, it seemed he did that about 20 times last night. Um, what about Al and your son, Jax? We got both of you on the line. Yeah, at the G last night. We're at the G. How are you? Very well. More importantly, how are you this morning? Just witnessed one of the greatest prelims of all time. 
Oh, my heart's still racing. In fact, we're off to the New Year's <laughs> to get, get rid of some of that energy. It was just unbelievable. 98,000. It was nuts. Did you go straight home and watch the replay? Um, no, look, I'd just come in from overseas. I got home at about 2 o'clock, got my kid and went to the footy. So yes. I crashed out. But we've been watching some replay on KO this morning and we just can't stop talking about it. It was just so thrilling. Yeah, watch the KO Mini, the full match replay, all of it. Can't get enough of it. What about uh, James? Uh, is this James, an 11-year-old have we got? Yes. Oh, hello, James. Were you at the G last night? No. Were you watching at home on the telly? Yes. And what did you think? Um, Very good. I think when Mason Hawk took that mark yeah. and kicked mm. the goal, I was, like, so happy. <laughs> oh, finger wiggle, did it come yeah. out? He's a good In, celebrator. Indeed. Coffee. Who's your favourite player at the Pies? Um, Probably Jordan Degoe. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was pretty good last night, wasn't he? Mm. And what about James? Who would you prefer to play in the grand final now, Brisbane or Carlton? Carlton. Why? So we can beat Carlton. Yeah. <laughs> Good point. Good on yes. you, James. What about Tristan and your son, Mason? Hi. Hi, Mason. Oh, we got the kids calling in this morning. I love this. What do you reckon, Mason? How good were the pies last night? It was good to see them win. And is your favourite player, Mason Cox, given you share the same name? Nah. Oh, who's your favourite? <laughs> <laughs> who's your favourite? Nick Dacos. Oh, what did you think of his return game? He was all right. Mm. It was all right? Mm. Better for the run? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Better for the run. How much, how much are you going to win by next week? Mm. 50. Oh, 50. Oh, like and who that. do you think you're going to beat by 50, Brisbane or Carlton? Brisbane. Brisbane. There all right. Go. What's your plans this afternoon? You're going to watch Brisbane v Carlton on Foxtel? Yes. Yeah, good man. <laughs> hey, good luck for the grand final and thanks for calling in. Go pies. Yeah, yeah, go yeah, good pies. On, yeah. I love hearing from all the kids this morning. Yes. How good. Oh, I like it. They're excited, aren't they? What a performance it was last night. There are some big storylines to come out of this game because Daniel McStay has a knee issue. We might yes. talk about uh, might get to that in a second. If they do have to reshape that forward line, what are they going to do, Jonesy? We might delve deep into that as well. As Essendon's trade plans, they're making a triple play, Catholic. Yeah, there's a lot of trade news um, coming out now, isn't there? So we'll get the latest footy news with Jay-Z, not only about the uh, – remaining three teams in the competition, but all the trade news as well. This is this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1, Triple M. Hey, Jay-Z, I want to get to you on a bit of injury news. And now that we know Collingwood are into the grand final, what's the go with Dan McStay? And also Taylor Adams, your heart broke for him when you saw him in the change rooms last night. You can't have a grand final week without some injury drama, that's uh, for sure. And there will be a big spotlight on Taylor Adams and Dan McStay, of course. He's just gone for scans at Olympic Park uh, this morning and clearly, um, you know, devastating for him. He's unlikely to play in the grand final. It's a suspected um, medial ligament strain which is a few weeks out. So um, Collingwood bracing to be missing their key forward, Dan McStay, Jonesy, which is a big blow because he's so important for their structure. Yes, they've got Mason Cox and Brody Majek there. Majek's obviously a really mobile forward target, but mate, McStay, big early, a big couple of clunks. How, how It's going to be hard for him, and how do they replace him, do you think? Oh, yeah, it's... Um... 
I think that really sort of challenges the dynamic because mm. the influence he had in the game last night, early in particular, his ability to compete in the air, get it on the ground, clunk a couple, kick a couple, mm. um, you know, was was pivotal. And you, you know, coming up against either backline from who wins tonight, he would have played a significant role. Mm. Um, it didn't sort of uh, disrupt their scoring power in the second half. I dare say, just by being at the ground mm. and feeling the impact. Uh, Ginevan has yep. on the fan base in particular mm. and the energy he spark. brings. Yeah, the spark he'd bring. Go nuts when he goes on. I'd, yeah, yeah it's, mm. it's incredible. So I'd, go I'd be, yeah, I'd be tempted to play smaller and then utilize the sub, someone in the, um, someone that may be able to ch- sort of change that look a little bit. Mm. And Jay Z, Taylor Adams, will he play? Oh, he's up against it. They're optimistic inside Collingwood. They're dangling the carrot, saying, do the work and we'll try and get you to the line. But I just think there's that seed of doubt. I mean, Geelong didn't um, didn't play Max Holmes despite passing all the tests last year with their hamstring concern. So mm. I think it'd be a big risk. Are they saying it was such a minor hamstring niggle, but you think it'd be more unlikely, Jonesy? Oh, yeah. I I, I find it hard. Yep. You look at how Geelong handled Holmes as, yep. a, as an absolute prime example last year. It's a big risk to take. Um, you know, irrespective of ticking off the yep. all the requirements, you know, under game pressure and speed, and you just never know. So it's a risk I don't think they'd be willing to take. Heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. It was tough to uh, watch him last night in the change rooms, but he was so happy for his teammates. And we are standing by to bring in a very special guest, of Triple M's very own. Carlton Collingwood Royalty. <laughs> His name is Daisy Thomas, I believe. No, we don't have him. Oh, okay. script- so we're, we're, just we're gonna... hoping to get him, though, aren't we? Oh, yeah, sure. He yeah. was at the MCG last night, actually. Well, how... Here's, Jonesy, can I ask you a question about Daisy while we're waiting for him? How big is Daisy's week going to be if it's Carlton Collingwood <laughs> on the... On the function front, oh my he God. would be the most in-demand person in the country. Oh, he'd be... Praying that Carlton make it, <laughs> he will absolutely load up mm. from Monday to Sunday, mm. and and the rest of it doesn't matter. Even who wins, he'll probably still carry on and just <laughs> squeeze as much out of it as he can. Hey, we've got him now, Daisy Thomas. Good morning to you, Cashies galore this week for you. <laughs> I tell you what, nothing but hot pies for breakfast today, Cathers. <laughs> nothing but hot pies, no sauce. Just get him in, get him in hot. I saw you uh, on the big screen pre-game last night trying to rev up the crowd. Tell me, where did you watch exactly and how were you going in that final quarter? Well, yeah, I've had a few comments about me getting on the big screen before the game. I actually <laughs> had to trade off an interview on ground to try and get some tickets for some friends. So right. that's how that ended up. But I ended up watching it in a mate's corporate box, which so happened to be directly in line when Toby Green snapped that ball mm. and we oh. all just turned and walked away. And then someone said, Steele's marked it. Mm. We thought it, from the angle we were at, it looked like it was just going to bend straight through, carry mm. on, and we would toast. Hey, extra- oh boy. Extraordinary result. When you think, Daisy, you, know, you got some of your best mates still playing in that footy team, um, clearly. I mean, a couple of years ago, the pies were second bottom. They're in a tailspin. The joint was a mess. The salary cap was cooked. And now two years later, they're playing in a grand final. Like, it's just been some turnaround from this football club. In fly, we trust, Jay-Z. In fly, we. What a man. What The turnaround, and I know that he'll put and deflect and say, you know, it's a, it's a whole of club thing. And, you know, we've done this, we've done that. You have to tip your cap to the bloke that's yep. come in. He's done it uniquely his way, but he has brought everyone along on the journey. And the fact that there's still people who don't barrack for Collingwood who are happy to see them go through to a grand final is the most bizarre feeling in football 
but he's done he's turned it around with with others of course but he's the man and it is incredible grand final bound baby yeah. <laughs> and daisy presumably you're barracking for the blue baggers tonight as well Dollar I won. I tell you what, that scarf was off at midnight. The blue bag is cast on today. I'm yes. off the field. I've got to take care of some racing. I'll get on the Learjet. I'll be up there by about quarter time. No dramas. <laughs> oh, this is a big day. Hey, Daisy, your your biggest moment in the last few weeks was filming Eddie standing up in a restaurant <laughs> uh, declaring Braden Maynard free from the tribunal. Uh, that was that was a great moment. Did you realise at the time it was going to go viral? Uh, I didn't realise the strong and direct feedback I get from most <laughs> of the Melbourne footballing public. Um, right. I, like Eddie in that moment, was just happy that Braden got off. Uh, it was probably misconstrued a little bit as to what we were celebrating. But anyway, I, I took the feedback on. Feedback is an opportunity to learn. We've learned. We've grown. <laughs> yes. And unfortunately for the Melbourne fans, they'll have to watch the Pies and Braden Maynard in the grand final. <laughs> and, I, and I like the follow-up message to uh, Daisy the next day. I think you're at the beach and you just had to say, listen, chill out, Melbourne fans. I wasn't, oh, I wasn't attacking they, anyone's they, character. They were, they were coming for me. I just had to you know, just remind everyone that it was very much just a, a little joking jest and we weren't um, laughing at the severity of head knocks and concussion, all that, and football can be fun. It can be fun. We can all enjoy ourselves. I would not have the balls to press post on that video. I don't know how you did it in the moment. Hey, um, Daisy, okay, let's take off your Carlton hat for a second and just pretend you're Collingwood through and through. Who would you prefer to play in the grand final? I think, in all honesty, you'd be hoping that the Blues win. Mm. Um, I think Brisbane, and I still said this after their first finals win that they were the team that looked the most polished and the most complete across the ground and we've seen now the pies two good performances but it hasn't been a demolition job by any stretch um i think for collingwood fans they would love to come up against the blues but again you know this afternoon and we all probably think now that brisbane go on and win this game um but strange things happen they've got a fighter's chance as you say and I'll certainly be cheering for the Blues regardless. Oh, you have got um, – you, you might be the most in-demand celebrity, football celebrity in Melbourne if Carlton do pl- get through. You'd just can be, take, I, you'd be taking a suitcase that? down Ligon Street for all these functions. <laughs> yeah. be I'll, I'll be your PA for the week. I, I got so caught up last night, I'm already dreading functions this week. It's not a good start to grand final week when you feel the way I do and wake up this way. On a, <laughs> what day is it? Saturday. On Saturday morning when you're seven days out, this is not a good start. I should know better. Daisy, I'll right. be your PA and take uh, 20%. Yep. 20? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <we're dreaming>. <laughs> <laughs> Daisy, what are the chances of you just taking it easy this week, no booze until next Saturday night? Mm. Uh, slim to none, to be <laughs> right. completely honest with you. Oh, look, the best part of Grand Final Week is the actual week itself. The whole town, and you guys know this, it has a completely different buzz around it, a little bit similar to Spring Carnival, but there'll be a different buzz around town. There'll be a billion functions to get through. Everybody goes and has a good time. And as someone who thoroughly enjoys a good time, I'm just made for this week. Do you enjoy a good time? Didn't know that. <laughs> Daisy, appreciate your time um, and enjoy... What, you got the races into oh, watching your blues? I tell you what, if you want to see a man hurting, tune into <laughs> Channel 7 today for a couple of live crosses from a points bet bloke who will be doing his best to get words out but might be a little bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> Professional as always. Thanks, Dave. Uh, see you, team. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Good morning, Rusty. Hey, Rusty, Did oh, I know you were in Singapore last week because I saw you up <laughs> nice, close and personal to Carlos Sainz on the grid walk. What's going on there? You were working I, for, what were you doing? 
I, I work in a number of capacities up there, Kat, but one of them, that in that particular instance that you saw, that was for Formula One television. So I got to interview um, Carlos Sainz, George Russell and Liam Lawson for the Drivers' Parade for the World. So um, very, very cool opportunity. Who's your favourite? Who was the nicest? Uh, I, I did a pod during the week with Liam. There's no opportunity for him on the grid there at the moment. But you know what? He's subbing for Daniel Ricciardo. Got that team's best result of the year last weekend. And everyone in that paddock is saying they've got to find an opportunity, a full-time opportunity for this kid. He's hitting it out of the park at the moment. And just in case anyone's unclear, Catherine, very uh, jealous that you were that close to Carlos Sainz. That's what I'm picking out from our host here. But what about McLaren? Oscar Piastri, of course, we love him, the Melbourne boy. Extended his contract uh, at McLaren ahead of the uh, F1 race in Japan. He looks the real deal, young Oscar. And I reckon it's the comments from the team boss, Zach Brown, that underscore that. So, I mean, he's using words like uh, in, in some of the blogs and things that they've done um, at McLaren, stuff like very studious as an athlete, a ballsy racer, Schumacher-esque performances. So, wow. um, you know, Schumacher-esque. He drove, mm. Yeah, mm. He, he drove through last week. He didn't have all the same upgrades that Lando Norris had on his car. They didn't have enough time to make two lots of them. So Oscar had to come from well down on the grid through to, and he finished in the points. It was a really gritty drive. So no wonder they've extended him through to 2026. Hey, Rusty, it was a great drive by Brock Feeney at the Sandown 500. How talented do you think this young racer is? Well, probably the best thing I can give you, the best indication is the former Triple Eight team owner, Roland Dane, who told me a couple of years ago, this guy is seriously talented. He's come through karting, really made a name for himself in things like Super 2, the the second tier of the sport and so on. But we saw at the Adelaide 500 last year when he won that last race for Holden and Commodore, how special he was. But last weekend here in Melbourne, he absolutely, um, you know, reminded us all that pressure toward the end of the race and he resisted it like a seasoned pro. So he's got a very bright future there. Van Gisbergen may be, may be off, but that Red Bull team have a new star. And uh, Rusty, uh, leader Brody Kostecki, clearly not too stressed about the season. He was down in the Collingwood rooms <laughs> after that win last night, looking very relaxed with everything. How good. And I'm, I'm sort of torn a bit here, Limo, because my little nephew, Brinley, plays juniors for GWS. So, oh. uh, so they, they, were, they were watching the game last night too. So, um, yeah, there's, there's more than a few footy fans in motorsport. You'll quite often, um, you know, see different teams heading out and, and uh, hanging out with the teams and what have you. So very cool. Hey, Rusty, always appreciate your time. Uh, we'll chat again next week. See you, gang. Thank you. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Massive second hour to come. We've got Titus O'Reilly joining us, so no doubt we'll have a few laughs in the second hour, courtesy of him and the Triple Premiership player from the Brisbane Lions, Chris Johnson, ahead of this massive preliminary final between the Lions and Blues at the Gabba tonight. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. On Melbourne's 105.1, this is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Limo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M.
That's about the fifth time we've played that today and we can't play it enough because it was an extraordinary preliminary final last night at the MCG Collingwood by a single point. They are through to the grand final. We got Nathan Jones in for Joey Montagna and, oh, Jonesy, you said to us before it was one of those moments where you wish you were playing. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And even just hearing, listening the song back, it's just, uh, oh, the, the next two weeks are the best two weeks in Melbourne, yep. in yep. Australia. Yep. And if you're a footy fan, like, it doesn't get any better. And for Pies fans, well, they just have a week to wait. And um, for mine, I think they're they're the best in it. And it's going to take an almighty effort to knock them off from here. Oh, it's going to be an amazing week, isn't it? I mean, the Brownlow medal count as mm-hmm. well. That should be an absolute thriller. We've got the grand final parade. They're ditching the boats, which you're really upset about, no. Lemo. What? <laughs> no boats. No boats. I'm sorry to tell oh, you. That just went off last year. The connection <laughs> between the fans and the players. It yeah, was right so up close and personal. <laughs> There's a disaster Real. the boats. Hey, uh, Brownlow, just quickly, who's going to win? It's going to be a thrilling count, uh, guys, because uh, Nick Dacos, um, the spotlight is going to descend on him really quickly. He goes bananas in the first half of the what season. Are the, what are all the experts saying in terms of how many votes clear should he be when he gets injured? Well, he'll poll, I think, in round 16, 17, 18. Round 18, I think, is against Fremantle in the wet. I reckon he has three votes there. And he's going to be... Eight-ish, eight to nine eight votes clear. clear potentially, and then it's the chasing pack. So with we've how many see. games? Five games remaining or six? Yeah, so he plays uh, plays he well plays in 18, eighteen, and then yeah. he's quiet nineteen twenty gets injured in round twenty one, and then so that yeah. la- the round eighteen game could be the last game that he polls, and then it's on all eyes on Bontempelli, Jonesy, Zach Butters, your old mate Christian Petrarca, who you'll be cheering for him, obviously. Yeah, well, I think it, um, it'd be deserved. Uh, he's certainly been up there in the last few years in particular as uh, one of the premier players in the competition. The interesting one for him is, you know, there's a fair few guys that could possibly be taking votes from him, yep. whether that's uh, Clayton Oliver, although he did miss a big chunk of footy, Maxi and yep. the like. Um, and was sent forward? Yeah, forward. do you think that time Spent is... a bit of time forward. Well, he yeah. did have good influence on the game when he went forward. So the fact that he kicked, what was a couple of times, he kicked four yeah. goals. So yep. that's, uh, you know, he didn't go forward and kick one. Four is reasonably outstanding. Yep. Um, but yeah, I think the I'd love to see Marcus Bontempelli win it. Mm. I think um, his career deserves a Bradley. Absolutely, it does. Yeah, and the quality he's um, you know been able to produce over what four or five years now, where he is just mm. out and out the best player in the competition. If you ask me, um, yeah, I'd love to see him with it around his neck. And then mm. the other one we don't really speak about much as Zach Butters as well. Just mm. another one of those interstate players that flies under the radar a little mm. bit when we have these Brownlow discussions. Tough. It's going to be an amazing count Monday night. Mm. Um, hey, we've spoken a lot about the teams remaining and the premiership race, but what about all the trade news that's yeah. really bubbling away at yeah. the moment? So Ben Mackay, everyone wanted Ben Mackay. He's said he wants to go to Essendon and yeah. he's not the only player who wants to go yeah. to the Bombers. The triple play is in um, is in motion for Essendon because not only did Ben Mackay make the big decision to nominate Essendon as his preferred new home, he's going to join forces with his former coach Brad Scott, fill an important role there at full back. It's a big body um, they need. I understand the Hawks came real hard real late and had more money on the table. So I think Mackay's actually taking less to go to the Bombers, but he obviously believes in the vision and the talent there and there's a clear role uh, there for him. But it's not just him. There's a couple. I think that Gresham, Jade Gresham for St Kilda, is also going to be playing in red and black uh, really? next season. They need that too, the Bombers. They probably don't have that senior ground level uh, figure. 
bigger. So I think he wants to join the Brad Scott sort of um, uh, crew there as well. And also keep an eye on Todd Goldstein. So he's out of North Melbourne. And um, and the Bombers like to play two rucks, don't they? They play Sam Draper in a second one. Uh, Phillips is retired. Is Nick Bryan ready? So Goldie can potentially play that second ruck role there at Essendon. But Collingwood is also circling. So you remember throughout the year when... Darcy Cameron hurt his knee and Mason Cox was out of the team. They had to ruck Dan McStay, right? So they they want another big bodies. And they'll be looking at Todd Goldstein like he can win win the premiership. There, there's a flag for him potentially at, uh, at Collingwood for Toddy Goldstein. And Jay-Z, what, Ben Mackay to Essendon, what does that mean in the draft for North Melbourne? Yeah, so you're a bit flat with the decision, aren't you? Uh, leave I am. Anyway, yeah. you tell you say it first and then I'll yell. He didn't, he didn't <laughs> choose the Hawks. Yeah, so the compensation is um, a huge focus. North Melbourne will be nervous. If F- Essendon's salary to Ben Mackay is around about $800,000, that will trigger pick three as compensation. North Melbourne fans will party in the streets because that's such a um, it's oh. a, a juicy pick, isn't it? Is, pick three. So it depends on the salary. That? What do you mean? How do we feel about that? Does that feel reasonable? Does that pick is that... three? Well, what happened at Melbourne? Remember, James Frawley went and you got Angus Brayshaw. So I'm okay with the compensation. You know, it helps. Wow. Clearly, it helps teams down the bottom mm. of the ladder when they need a little bit of a kick along. But um, you know, there's opposition for it. So Essendon, a big focus. How much would that? change the fortunes of the Bombers? Do you think you add Mackay, Gresham, maybe Goldstein? They get them for nothing, obviously. It's free agents. Jonesy, do you like the moves? I don't mind it, yeah. I think uh, the added experience will help. I liked what I saw from the Bombers, you know, going back 12 months ago. I think the uh, the growth they showed this season, yep. you know, with their system in particular um, and the style and brand of footy that um, Scotty was trying to get them to play was yep. really obvious. Yeah. So I think having, adding, um, you know, or layering that with some experience. And leadership. And leadership, yep. I think it will really, you know, help catapult them forward quicker. Big week for Adrian Dodoro, the list boss there, who they announced this week that Matty Rose is going to join that list department, yeah, learn from Adrian. Kid. But he's, um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's done well here to sign Mackay. Gresham, we think, is going to go there, and now he's circling. Uh, Toddy Goldstein's a big week for Agent Adora. Watch this space. It's mm. all just going to really ramp up after the grand final, isn't it? Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Everyone seems to be doing a podcast these days, and I love podcasts, so the more the merrier. Mm-hmm. And there's a great one called the Sports Bazaar Podcast. It is with Titus O'Reilly and Mick Malloy. They're doing a special on the 40th anniversary of Australia winning the America's Cup Titus joins us on Dead Set Legends. Titus, love the potty. How is it going? Is it rating off the charts or what's the go? Number one. Well, it's, it's, keep, yeah, it's number one, keeping Mick and I in some uh, some beer money. So that keeps us happy. <laughs> that's, that's all we need in life. We're very simple men. Uh, now, Titus, aside from being very funny, you have a skill for digging deep into these stories and finding little tidbits that we may not have heard before. Because we all know about the America's Cup. We all know what happened. But what, what are some of the stranger things that went on back in September 1983 when we finally won the America's Cup from the Americans? Well, it was all mind games because the Americans had won 132 years in a row. So it was a fairly long winning streak. And so <laughs> the yes. Australians just played mind games with them. So the Americans were so confident they'd actually screwed the cup down in their uh, clubhouse. So Alan Bond showed up with a gold spanner and said, this is what I'm going to use to take it off. And then he parked his boat out the front of the boathouse and blast men at works down under at them at top volume to annoy them. 
Right. And there was a, so we had the wing keel, the famous wing keel that won it for us. And the Americans couldn't see it. We'd hide it from them. They sent divers down and we caught them. They sent helicopters above to try and film it. And so what the Australians did just to mess with them is they drew up fake plans of what their keel was and went to the uh, administration building and left them in the photocopier as a joke and then watched as the Americans sat there and tried to build them over the next few days. <laughs> and it, it, of course, winning the America's Cup led to what is possibly the most famous quote in the history of Australian politics, right up there with God may save the Queen, but he won't save the Governor-General, was this from Bob Hawke. Tell you what, any boss who sacks anyone for not turning up today is a bum. <laughs> <laughs> How could you not love the PM after that, hey? <laughs> um, hey, Titus, what about uh, you're obviously a mad footy fan mm. and Collingwood's into the grand final. Can you imagine if it's Collingwood v Carlton? Well, I was there last night and leaving the ground, you know, with all those Collingwood supporters thrilled. It was it was kind of like a zombie apocalypse <laughs> trying to get out of there. <laughs> they were loud. They were up and about. And I just think if you've... Uh, You've got a Carlton Collingwood ticket. If it is that, if that is the grand final, and you've managed to get a ticket, you'll be able to sell it and buy a house. I reckon. <laughs> that is how and popular be- it is going to be. Before we let you go, mate, you're obviously a big supporter. How did you cope with the loss to the Pies? Not well. Um, mm. you know, I haven't. It's uh, you know, we we couldn't hit the side of a barn, and I, you know, we were just all over the shop. So, um, you know, I'd forgotten. I'd got cocky as a Melbourne supporter. You know, I liked the bit. <laughs> I've got to say, it's it's good to win premierships, you know. <laughs> who who knew? I never knew. Lemo knows. He wins one every second year as old supporter, but uh, <laughs> I'd never experienced one before. It's one of the greatest days of my life. We, we've had a hell of a drought at Hawthorne. Hey, Titus, who are you going to be barracking for next week? Who do you want to win the flag of the three remaining teams? Oh, that's a big ask. Uh, I, look, I don't know. I think it's going to be – I think it'll be – I think to see the town if Carlton win – after so long, yeah. would be yeah. would be something else. Yeah, uh, Ligon Street would be immense. <laughs> yeah, Ligon Street won't be there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Titus, appreciate your time, um, and we'll uh, no doubt run into you during Grand Final week somewhere. You'll be you'll be up and about, no doubt. Thanks, everyone. Cheers, Titus O'Reilly. We got Lemo's top five coming up next. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Lemo on Melbourne's one hundred five point one. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Joey, Jay, Kath, Lemo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. Time for Lemo's Top 5. On Triple M's Dead Set Legends, it's Lemo's Top 5. Brownlow Metal Shocks. Here we go. Let's oh, power this will through. get us into the mm. spirit for Monday night. Coming in at number five, question for the group. What does Shane Y. Woden, Sam Mitchell and Matthew Prittis all have in common? One of Brownlow. One of Brownlow. Uh, one of Brownlow, yes, and they're the only three Brownlow winners in the AFL era to have not made the All-Australian team. Oh, ah. good one. A yes. little fun fact from mm. you. Will that happen again this year? Coming in at number four, uh, the speed at which the votes are read out. I mean, can they just perhaps start at round 18 or something? Do they have to bore us with the whole night? I mean, it just gets ridiculous. Have a listen to Gil McLaughlin. Carlton v Port Adelaide. Port Adelaide, Jay Pollock, one vote. Port Adelaide, Jay Westhoff, two votes. Port Adelaide, O Wines, three votes. Geelong v Adelaide. Geelong, Jay Bartell, one vote. Adelaide, I mean, P. Dangerville. That's what you actually do. You know, on podcasts and all that, you can have that fast forward. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's what we need on Brother Night. 
All right, coming in at number three, uh, the introduction to the AFL world in 2009 of Bryn Edelston. Can people remember Jeffrey bringing Bryn, and I don't think he gave her a proper brief on the dress code <laughs> for the evening. It was quite a revealing yeah, it was outfit. Quite out there, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Bryn had on that night. As I said at the time, when I first saw Bryn on the red carpet, I thought she had Gary Ablett and Paul Chapman in her head. <laughs> um, <laughs> coming in, coming in at number two in twenty. I think it was twenty eleven. Was it twenty fourteen when Channel Seven? Can you remember this one, Kath? When Channel Seven introduced the wag on wheel. Oh yes, the spinning, oh, the rotating, lazy yes. Susan that yes. people would stand on. Yes, oh, yes. It was. Shame it was. To get on that thing. Nah. <laughs> no, it did not. Jay Z. It didn't quite receive uh, the reception that people thought did it. That one. No, it was unusual concept. Just get on there and spin for us. There was one point. Hamish, storming ideas. Oh, that anyway, we're, we're digressing. Keep going. Like yeah. Hamish McLaughlin was actually interviewing someone, and then their backs were turned as they were. <laughs> Uh, But coming in at number one uh, is James Heard spraying umpire Scott McLaren on the footy show on a Thursday night. Then on the Saturday, two days later, against the West Coast Eagles, he got 34 touches, 20 contested possessions, kicked three goals, including the winner in the 31st minute. It's when he hugged the fans after Mm. he kicked the winning goal. Mm. Did not get a single Brownlow vote. Oh, really? After that game. In fact, this is what one of the commentators said about Herdy in the last quarter. Yep, no votes for you, mate, <laughs> for, wow. for speaking out on the footy show. Mm. Reminds me of the time Jason Dunstall kicked 12 and got two votes. <laughs> like, how do you not get three votes when you 14. Kick 12? Mm. Um, so, team, big game today. The second preliminary final, Brisbane v Carlton. We are lucky to have a triple premiership player with the Brisbane Lions, Chris Johnson on the line. Chris, how are you feeling? I believe you're working the game for Channel 7 as well tonight. Yeah, thanks, Kath. Yeah, I am. I'm quite lucky enough to be up here uh, to watch this uh, great prelim uh, this evening. At, at a weird time at 5.15, obviously, so the Carlton Footy Club, if they win the game, they'll get back with enough recovery. So it, there's a bit of hype around the town. got in yesterday afternoon and uh, walking around the city this morning. There's a lot of Carlton stuff going around, which I'm not too happy about, Kath. <laughs> the Blue Army is certainly <laughs> headed north. Uh, John, now I hate to do this to you and all Brisbane fans, but very quickly... <laughs> Let's wind the clock back. 2019, yes. they get knocked out by GWS, three points. In 2020, they lose a prelim. In 2021, they lose to the Bulldogs by a point in a semi final. In 2022, they lose in a prelim. It's just not negotiable this year, John. They must win tonight. They do, they do. And they've been knocking on the door for some time and haven't been able to get over the last hurdle, Limo. So tonight uh, needs to be a win uh, because all the great work that they've done over the last three to four years has been really outstanding with Chris Fagan and his team. And they've added a few different players into that mix as well since since that uh, loss to GWS. But, uh, look, anything's possible. Obviously, fresh legs. They've had the week off uh, Brisbane. Uh, Carlton, obviously, we know what they've gone through in the last couple of weeks. So I, I just think it's going to be a fast track. Um, obviously, last night was at low scoring. But I think tonight we're going to get uh, we're going to get a bit of a shootout tonight and we're going to have one of the classics. Oh, it's great to speak to you, Chris Johnson. Absolutely can't wait for it. What do you think it would have been like for the Brisbane Lions players watching last night? 
you know, the, the intensity of it all, the epic, epic finish. They would have been tuning in to watch this game, right? Oh, without no doubt. Look, if I can, Jay, if I can go back to when I was a player and mm. looking at it and watching prelims from up here in Brisbane, you just hope they bash each other, really, <laughs> uh, and, and just whack each other. And uh, I know Darcy Moore's got a bit of an ankle and there's yep. a few other things. So, um, and I think that's not just for Brisbane. That, that's for Carlton. That's for any team, is it? When you have the luxury of sitting back and watching, um, you just hope that it's going to be a fierce contest and, and they use all their petrol tickets uh, out, out there. And, and no doubt Collingwood would be thinking the same thing. They, what they'll be looking for is seeing a, a fierce contest tonight and they'll be hoping that both teams are out on their feet in the, in the last five minutes and it's a close one because that energy just sapped you out and you know you've got a few days to recover, but it's just the mental stuff and the, the energy that you spend in those dying minutes that, uh, as we saw last night uh, in the heat of the battle, that just take it out of you and, and how do you keep backing that up from time to time? So that's what I'll be hoping for. Jono, crystal ball forward, who's the key to the Lions' success? Mm. <laughs> oh, Jonesy, I, I, think, I think it comes down to the midfield guy. I think you look at Neil and uh, you look at McCluggage. I know McCluggage has been on the spectrum of uh, being All-Australian for some time now, for a few years. But, look, I, I think it's those two there. I think those two there being able to give the supply into the forward line, uh, they, they're the ones that are going to give Brisbane Lions their drive. Um, and then if you look into Carlton, Carlton side of things. I think it comes back to to, uh, to Sam Welsh, and I think I think their key forwards how well they work together. So so on both sides, I think what you can really notice, I think early, and you've been there, Jonesy, that uh, who settles the best is the team normally that has the edge over over the opposition when it comes to crunch time. And we've seen that last night. We've seen that Collingwood, uh, you know, really settled well in the first quarter, and then got a little bit slow between the second and third, and then got back into the last. So. I think it's, that's going to be the key. Who settles the quickest will be the team that certainly has the upper hand in that second half. We're speaking to, sorry, good point, uh, Chris. We're speaking to the great um, <laughs> premiership uh, champion, Chris Johnson, up there in Brisbane ahead of tonight's preliminary final. Hey, if we skip forward a week, so they win tonight, um, Jono, and then they play in a week at the MCG. The big story a week is going to be, you know, the hoodoo. Can they get it done in a venue where they haven't had a lot of success over the journey? Do you think that that whole MCG hoodoo is is real or imagined? Will it will it will it be the seed of doubt in the back of their mind? What do you what do you think of that storyline, Jono? Yeah, well, you've got to address it. You've got to address it, Jay. And uh, look, they haven't had the record there that uh, that you would like to be going into into a grand final. But but if we go back to the Melbourne game, they did play a really good half of football. And, and hopefully they'll learn from that 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 game. And look, I think the big question is is are they able? Are they younger players and their less experienced players able to stand up in those moments where grand final day, MCG, when things are tough, what do you do to get your team up? Uh, do you just put it down and just let them all slip away, or do you challenge? And that's what I reckon what's happened a few times. I think with uh, with Brisbane Lions at the MCG, the Hawthorne game, they were up again for a half of football. And they seem to feel that it was all just going to come to them in the second half. But I think what what they'll need to do is address it and really identify that their game style here at the Gabba doesn't match the game style at the MCG. So they're going to have to change and tweak a little a few things. Uh, John, a quick question for you. I haven't checked the record books, but did Brisbane have a good record against Collingwood in grand finals at the G? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not too bad, actually. I think it's, uh, it goes pretty well. I'm 203. Um, you know, they, uh, they, they tried their hardest, but they couldn't get over the line. Yeah, nice. What about, Jono, the return of Vossi? Oh. How do the Brisbane fans, is there any love lost there or the not? The Lion King. 
Yeah, well, we'll be booing him. They'll be all booing him when he walks in now. Look, Mossy, uh, you know, I heard someone talk about his record. He's, 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 he's played in a, a huge amount of finals, and uh, I think it's four or five prelims, and the uh, majority of them have been at the Gavin. He's won all of them, uh, a couple as a player, and one as a coach. And I was running running for him that day in 2010, I think it was, against the Carlton Club. So uh, look, he's, got, he's got a good record there. And look, it's, it's great when you get a... When you get a champion coming back where he's done so much damage as a player, and look, it's just been fantastic to watch him turn this football club around over the last 12 months or so. Oh, it's going to break Lions fans' hearts seeing him there tonight as a Carlton man. Mm. Try to be neutral on the Channel 7 coverage for us tonight, Chris Johnson. <laughs> uh, thanks for your time on Dead Set Legends. Good on you guys. Have a lovely day. The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. I'll go first. Grand final week hasn't even begun. Mm. And because you work in footy, people think you've got 20,000 tickets to give away. (laughs) Oh, my God. Give me a spell. I don't have any tickets. Yes. I got a message yesterday at 4 or 5 o'clock. Like, come on. I need a bit more of a runway than two hours before the game. Adrian, give me me a spell. I've had people asking me this week as well, and I said, here's your best chance. Pray for a GWS Brisbane grand final. <laughs> then you better buy him in the ticket booth at the G on the day. Yes. <laughs> well, now, That's good luck true. to everyone. But guys, if yeah. Brisbane make it, you'll look after me, right? Yeah, yeah of tickets. course. Yeah, cool. Hey, I've got one. You know, like um, when you buy some sushi, I like eating sushi. And uh, sometimes you, you need an extra little soy sauce. And yeah. i got a dirty look from my Oh, yeah, dude. don't go stingy on the soy sauce. Mm. Yeah, like, nothing worse. Mate, it costs half a cent. When they you give know? you one of those little fish soy sauce yeah, for like yes. eight pieces. Yeah. That's I've not going to work. I've got there. I've got my kids. They go through that. Like, they we pile into the soy sauce. Soy sauce. I had to go back, ask for a couple extra, and I got the dirty look. Give me a spell, mate. Oh, really? Yeah, and, they, and then they thumb in half a kilo of wasabi. I don't think I'm not even touching <laughs> the wasabi. Give me <laughs> the soy. So true. <laughs> Levi, have you got one? I do indeed. Uh, Alan Joyce left Qantas this week, mm. and he leaves with his total pay, including his bonus, for the last 12 months at Qantas, $21.4 million uh, he receives. Twenty one point four. You know what they should do with that bonus? Cancel it at the last minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Or maybe just send it to the wrong destination. What about that? Oh, I love yeah, send it. it to my bank account. Yeah, yeah just lose it. What about right you, Josie? Give me you got a one? spell. Good one. I've got one, but this this is a little bit touchy. But the umpire, AFL umpiring, mm-hmm. and the the lack of free kicks awarded to Toby Green. Oh, I agree. The old mm. school Toby Green is not the new school Toby Green. I no. think the umpires need to recognise that yep. and reward him just like everyone else. I agree, Jonesy. All for that. And, All for that. And more to the point, at uh, the Brownlow medal, the umpire, I want them to give him some love in the voting. He averages only six votes a season. They don't like him. Mm. They don't like him. They don't vote for him. He's had an exceptional season. I want to see lots of three votes for Toby Green at the Brown Line. Yep. Time for uh, Dead Set Legend of the Week. Thanks, 4 and 20. Your Dead Set Legend. Triple M's Dead Set Legend of the Week. 4 and 20. We've been there for it all. Australia's original fan food. Mate, you are a legend. I know Pies fans are saying, surely it's Jordan Degoe, but no. We're going to Ange Postacoglu, who they are calling the Ted Lasso of the English Premier League. He just gets better and better, Ange. He cannot put a foot wrong. He was at a fan forum for Tottenham Hotspurs this week. The host went to wrap it up. They'd clearly been going for a while. And Ange stopped and said, no, 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 mate. There's one more question. And he pointed out a kid who'd been desperate to ask a question. And it was a kid with Down syndrome. And Ange called him in for the final question. 
Can we? In front. Oh, yeah, oh, is there? Oh, he's got the best question. Come on. I didn't see that. Your question. Oh, I saw you. There what you is go. your Come question? On, I knew it was for me. So oh. well spotted, Ange. Thank you. Perfect whole season. Sorry. How about the decision you like every football club? How much does he? We'll we'll do our best. We'll do our best. And Ange gave him a very long, great answer and then took photos with the kid afterwards. He's a superstar, Ange, and we couldn't love him anymore right now. Oh, jeez, he's becoming one of the most popular guys Mm. in world sport, isn't he, Ange Postacogli? Good on him, doing great things. He's the reason I go for Tottenham now. Indeed. And can I just plug as well, I'm doing Have You Been Paying Attention on Monday night on Channel 10. Don't forget to tune in to that Well, then I'll have to tune in to support my fellow dead set legend (laughs) colleague. Good on you. Make sure you're funny and do us proud. (laughs) I'm doing my best. (laughs) Hey, the Saturday Rub is coming up next. JB, Billy, Benny Vince and Damien Barrett. And the guest today, Graham Wright, hasn't he done a good job? Yep. And Brendan Favola, who's up in Brisbane. So they'll chat to him uh, ahead of the Lions at Blues Clash. Jonesy, been great to have you. Thanks for coming in. Jay-Z, enjoy uh, the second prelim final. Leroy, good luck to your Lions. We'll be back next week with Triple M's Dead Set Legends. That's it for this week's edition of Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Brought to you by Sportsbet. With Sportsbet's AFL Same Game Multi Tracker, you can keep track of your Same Game Multi all in the one place. Download the Sportsbet app today. You win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. These legends will be back next week. It's like Adele Santo Montana once <laughs> back in the day. <laughs>